Welcome to Making It Our Best Season. Our sponsors today are Lighthouse Senior Living Solution and Palmetto Family Home Care. On this podcast, we will discuss many topics that we're facing as adult children with aging parents. We will also have professional people come on and provide resources for all our listeners. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Making It Our Best Season with Dorian and Lynn. We are senior healthcare providers helping individuals, adult children, and seniors just navigate the unknown changes when aging, along with the ever-changing journey within the healthcare industry. So things are changing with our parents. So what the heck do we do with our aging parents? In this episode, you'll get to know myself and Lynn as we discuss our overall experience within the senior industry But most importantly, we'll be answering the burning questions that seem to be the topic of discussion lately, which is what to do with our aging parents. So let's go ahead and get into this and tell you a little little bit about who Dorian and Lynn are. So I will go ahead and start. So I am Dorian Nixon. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, a community educator, advocate, an experienced social worker that I'm passionate about helping those in need and connecting the dots with resources within the community. I'm also the co-founder and owner of Palmetto Family Home Care, which is a faith-based home care provider servicing the state of South Carolina. So the thing that's a little bit different about us is that we specialize in um, neurological disorders, so ALS, MS, and Parkinson's, and of course, Alzheimer's and dementia. And um, the big thing, again, uh, ALS, because we come from an ALS, MS background, just from um, our previous worlds. So how did I get started with uh, Palmetto Family Home Care? So in my previous world, I was the social worker for a nonprofit organization that uh, specialized in ALS. And what I did, I went around educating individuals about what the disease was and how the care was so different. And then just, just anything that would be beneficial to the family or the patient that was actually dealing with the, the diagnosis themselves. So I fell in love with it. I actually had a friend whose mom had ALS. And so that was my first encounter with ALS and just watching them from a a family standpoint on how to properly care for their mom, the wife, and then also just watching her progress throughout, um, throughout the time. And so it made me more passionate about Uh, ALS and wanting to know more about it and wanting to be an advocate for it. So I ended up, um, an opportunity came where the organization was established here in South Carolina. And from there, uh, I just jumped on it. And I did that for about eight years. Loved it. Uh, I still love it. I'm still very uh, heavily um, an advocate for the ALS community. And again, when I, within my position, while I was out educating, um, I saw that there was a gap and the gap was a lot of people didn't know what ALS was. It was more of when I would say ALS, they would say um, Alzheimer's and I'm like, no, it's ALS. So, and they didn't know what it was. And at that time they called it the orphan disease because not many people had it. So during that period, I said, well, 
Um, I came up with a plan. I wrote out the, the business plan for it. I pitched it to my then boss and I was shot down. So that was back in like 2007, maybe six, seven. And so I, I put it down. I just left it alone. And then I was kind of discouraged not to pursue it. And so I left it alone until 2014 when an opportunity presented itself. And then from there, that's where Palmetto Family Home Care was birthed. And so we're currently servicing the whole state of South Carolina. We have an office in Columbia, an office in Charleston. Uh, we have a little bit over 100 clients that we're servicing between both areas. We have 72, 73 employees and we're just growing. So I know in this industry, we use a lot of acronyms. So I'm going to have you go back. <laughs> Most of us do know what ALZ means, which is the Alzheimer's Association, but ALS, tell us what exactly ALS means. So it is a mouthful. So ALS stands for a myotrophic lateral sclerosis. And so most people are like, oh, okay then, what you just said. So uh, <laughs> that's so, why we use the acronyms in this industry. <laughs> right. So most people either say ALS or they also know it as Bouguerre's disease uh, okay. from the baseball player. And, but again, any, any three, most people don't say the long version. They stick to the ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. And yes, we do do a, use a lot of acronyms yes. uh, in the industry. So, <laughs> so Lou Gehrig disease, similar to other neurological like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's? Yeah, they're all in that neuro family. thing about ALS, it was actually when I started working, they uh, working with that community, there wasn't a specific test for it and it's still not a specific test. So basically it, there's a, it's a process of elimination because it mimics so many different um, neurological diseases. So that's why they say sometimes it takes so long for an individual to get diagnosed because, again, there's no one specific test for this disease. But I will say over the years um, and through research, there has been a whole lot of improvement when it comes down to the whole diagnosis process. Basically, people are able to get their diagnosis much quicker. I mean, of course, they don't want the diagnosis, but at the same time, they still want to know what's going on with them. And it doesn't take as long as it used to take. So yeah, so that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple questions though for you, for anybody out there that is listening to this podcast on home care or breakdown of services, maybe that would be. Okay. <laughs> There is added support, whether, and that's anywhere you consider home to be, whether it's in your actual home, whether you're in a nursing facility, an assisted living facility, or even sometimes in the hospital. Basically with home care, it's like we come in and there's different levels to it, but we come in and we assist with your ADLs, your IADLs, anything to help you maintain your independence and your dignity as much as possible within your home. So we'll assist with like personal care. And when I say personal care, it's like bathing and dressing, 
Uh, we do homemaker services. So that could be housekeeping, meal preparations, laundry assistance, errand running, transportation escorting to like doctor's appointments, things like that. And then also just companionship. Because sometimes they, they're still able to still do a lot of things for themselves, but they just may need a little extra help when it comes down to just certain things in the home, or they just may want somebody to talk to. Um, we always say we have like level one through level four. And so, like I said, level one is the companionship portion of it. Level two is more homemaker. I may need a little bit of assistance when it comes down to bathing. So you kind of stand over here while I'm in the shower. Level three is, oh, I really need some help as far as with my bathing and dressing. I want to try to do as much as I can, but I know I need some help. Level four is basically like our total care clients. And that's where we do everything for them from where their arms, where their legs, sometimes where their voice. So um, those are the ones that aren't able to do for themselves. So yeah, so there's, you know, a wide range. We do case management as well. That's my social work side that comes out. I always say the thing that's a little different about us is that I push for us to be outside of the box. It's more than just personal care. Um, because again, the caregivers come in and they're in the homes nine times out of 10 more than the family themselves are. So, you know, it's building relationships. It's getting to know that individual. I always say you learn so much from them as far as from the wisdom and the understanding. Right. right. Again, they've, they've lived a long life and can teach us a lot of things. Based on that, there is really no age limit on who can use your services. It's generally an adult and older generation. So it's a, yeah, it's, yeah that's what I was thinking. It was, you know, adult that had to have a surgery and lives alone and needed just some help transitioning back home while they're healing all the way to a senior who needs total care. Yeah. So yeah. Medicare pays for your services? Actually, Medicaid, Medicare only pays for home health services and that's more therapy. So like when you have um, PT or physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech, Medicare will pay for that. But as far as for home care services, that's normally covered through Medicaid, through the waiver program, um, the VA for the veteran, the aid and attendant program, community organizations like the Trident Area on Aging for their home care and their respite grant program, private pay, of course, and then um, also uh, certain insurances if there's a home care benefit that's attached to it, and then long-term care insurance as well. Okay. So uh, I think okay. a lot of people get the whole Medicare, Medicaid mixed up when it comes down to paying for home care. And I can see how you, that can happen, but um, that's why we're here to educate folks. It's very things. confusing. Well, we're going to go, our next episode, we'll go more into home care versus the home health services. Um, but I just wanted her to touch on, because I think it's something that a lot of people don't understand um, when they're faced with needing additional services mm -hmm. and who pays for them, who doesn't. Right. Uh, and that's kind of where I fall in. I'm Lynn. I'm the owner of a faith-based Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions, and we do senior placement. When a family or a senior just decides they want to downsize from a home, 
usually that they just don't want to take care of all that home. I help them find the best place for them to live, whether it's independent or assisted living or memory care. Living in communities, you can have a community that's all inclusive, that has independent assisted in memory all in one campus, or they're individually broken down, assisted living, independent living, or memory care. It just depends on the different type of facility and what clients are looking for. And my services are free to my clients. We get paid by doing a contractual agreement with the senior communities. That makes it easy for a client to get the help they need because there's a lot of options out there, a lot of different price points, a lot of different way they price facilities, you know, all-inclusive or a la carte, you pick and choose what you need. So it can be very, very confusing. Also making sure that my clients do the right placement, you know, if they're wanting assisted living, but really they're really close to being in memory care, they just have to consider that that's a move. Um, even if they're in a community that has all levels of care, that's still a move from one part of the building to another. So I try to make sure that, you know, when we're doing placement, everybody thinks about this, that we make sure the placement is the best place for long-term so they don't have to move. I have been in the healthcare industry over 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know way too long. <laughs> I'm only 25. I don't know what that deal is. (laughs) I have worked at multiple different types of healthcare from home health to hospice, to hospitals, to nursing homes. So I've kind of have the broad spectrum of all types of living. So it really helps me. And, And that was what I what, you know, there's a lot of services out there that do the same thing for me, but I'm local. I want to work in the local communities. I want to build relationship with my local communities so that I know that the clients I place there, they can pick up the phone if something happened or the family can pick up the phone and call me and say, Hey, this is going on. We need help. You know, that way they're just not being placed somewhere or have a million calls come in because somebody has spelled out something online and it has dispersed to a bunch of zip codes in the area you're looking. And then all of a sudden you get all these emails and calls. We work specifically with you. We do intake forms and speak to you directly and go to my website and look around. You don't have to fill out anything to even get into my website. And those are things that you need to watch out using other senior placement agencies. You want somebody that's going to be there for you to hold your hand to help you navigate all the different ways that you can be beneficial than spending your time trying to Google facilities and then go and see them and they either don't have the care you need or it's not in your budget, you know, so that could make things really long. And it's really kind of hard to unsee when you see the really top end community and that's not someplace you can afford to move into, or it doesn't have the care you need. I have a question. So once you have placed the family, Mm -hmm. um, then what? Do you still stay in contact with the family? Do you still provide any other resources for them? How does that process kind of look? I do. I do. So I do keep in contact with them. 
Um, as far as the placement side of that, you know, if they need additional services, help unpacking, setting up the apartment um, or room that they're in, and, you know, those are services I offer. Now they are, they're based on an hourly rate. And that's if a family needs that. If a family's not going to be available to do that, or they don't live here in the same state, you know, those are services I can do. I also do well visits, which are visits that I just go and check on someone's loved one, um, mm -hmm. whether it's their parents or just their mom, their dad, or just a senior relative just to go and say hi and make sure that their surroundings are safe. You have like a checklist that I go through. and I'm observing the whole time. Are they clean? Are they dressed nice? You know, I ask them questions to make sure that they have everything they need. And then I report back to the family and I can do those services weekly, bi-weekly and monthly. And they're done by an hourly rate. So, and it's not that expensive, but it's, it's I, I'm in that fall between that little donut hole that I don't do any kind of home care. I just go into a well visit and make sure they're doing okay. And then I report, you know, report back to the family and I can offer other services, whether they do need home care or they could use some home health or local resources, meals on wheels, food delivery, you know, those type of services I can help the family get set up to keep them independent in their home environment, but safe too. Right. And I think that's a good thing because it adds a personal touch mm -hmm. to your business, you know, and it helps set you apart from others. Right. And, and then I also think about um, those adult children that live, you know, states away, you know, it gives them a sense of, you know, reassurance and then also gives them, um, lowers their anxiety just to know that, hey, I can pick up the phone and call Lynn and say, hey, can you, you know, do a wellness check with my mom, you know, weekly, just let me know how things are going. And just knowing that there's somebody else able to, somebody that I trust that is able to go out, meet mom, you know, see how she's doing. Mom has met her um, and almost like an extension of the family in a way. Right, so, right. And I have I references. So if anybody, you know, because they don't know me a lot of times when they first call, I can get, give them references. I'm licensed and I'm insured. I don't cross over really anything with home care or any other service. You know, I'm placement first and foremost. I also do some services outside of that to expand on helping the local community and making sure they're safe. And if when they're not safe, hopefully they'll use Lighthouse Senior Living Solutions for their placement of their parents or loved one when the time comes and they're no longer safe in their environment by themselves. I really think that having that personal touch, making sure that I give them the right options on community based on services provided and pricing, because there's nothing worse than you moving into a community and you look six months down the road, a year down the road, and you realize you can't afford it anymore. So I really try to get families to understand, you know, you don't want to move around. Let's make the best move the first time. Yeah. And I, and honestly, I'm really big on personal touches um, just because it's like you have to kind of place yourself in that position. And again, we're at a place now where we do have aging parents. So it's like, how would we want someone to treat us when we're looking for different services for our parents? Exactly. So, 
And that's kind of the reason you and I kind of got together to do this, the, mm -hmm. these podcasts is that we come from a lot of knowledge, but we also want to really be hands-on for helping families that I can't necessarily place because mm -hmm. they need a higher level of care and that's not something I can do, but I still can give them a list. I still can give them resources that are available so that they get the care they need in the right environment. Yeah. And not every environment's good for everybody. That's right. That's right. Um, it's almost like a, um, what I told you maybe a few weeks ago where we had, um, like I felt like we were having a bunch of what the heck moments. And yeah. it, it was literally like a lot of adult children that were calling our office. And they were just like, we need help, but we don't know where to start. And then, so it's like, okay, so does your mom or dad have Medicaid, Medicare? Do they have VA? And it's like, well, I don't know what they have. And I'm like, okay, so let's break it down like this. They got the red, white, and blue color, or they got a different color color. Yeah. And they'll like, well, say, I don't know. And so, and then that's when it's like, okay, then we'll go out and we'll do, you know, an assessment from there. And again, we can go out and do the assessment and it, it helps to put them on the road to figuring out what needs to be done. And they may not even choose our service, which is complete, completely fine. But the fact that they have the information and they know where to start and where to go. And then they also right. know at the end of the day, they can always call on us when, they are, when they're ready. So, you know, coming across a lot of those adult children, um, and even some of the seniors that are just like, I need help, but I just don't know where to start, I think was a big push behind, you know, this podcast. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, so, you know, throughout the podcast, we'll, we'll have all kinds of different topics, you know, anything that's in relation to the senior industry, anything in relation to caring for your aging parent, or even the adult children, some of the things that we, we're going through, that, you know, we may not know the answers to all of those things. So it's basically putting that information out there, being an additional guide for everybody. Um, and then also wanting to hear stories too. Yeah, I stories. Mm -hmm. And we also want to hear questions too. Um, if you have a question and you want to send us an email at, at our, whoops, sorry, ourbestseason at gmail.com our best season at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, whether it's a story or if you have a question that we haven't answered or on a topic or a topic that you are going through and need more information on, we would love to hear from you. Oh, um, we're not professional podcasters, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> we are doing our best. But That's we really right. just feel the need to help our community. I know Dorian does a lot of stuff in the community. I do a lot of stuff in uh, volunteer work in the community with our veterans and soldiers, angels. I do meals on wheels, delivering food here in the local area. You know, those are the things that I feel like we, you know, we give back to our community. We also help when it's not necessarily something that's going to, you know, that they can't necessarily use our service, but we can help them with some, with the information and resources that we know are available to them. Yeah, definitely. Again, that's how you get your, your jewel and your crown when you sit and help other people. So, right, uh, right. Oh yeah. So another thing, make sure you guys follow us on social media. 
So on Facebook, you can find us at making our making it our best season. Um, and then on Instagram, you can also find us at Dory Lynn eight. And, you know, we'll have all kinds of, you know, information on there, you know, maybe like snippets of recordings, um, little things like that. But yeah, definitely, you know, email us your questions, email us stories. If you want to be a guest on, you know, definitely send it to us. But if anything, definitely follow us on social media. Yes. Yes. And we'll post out there our topics that we're going to do in the guest speakers that, that we will have. We'll have all that posted on our social media. Well, we thank everybody who's joining us and we look forward to having you back. But you can find us. You can, you can definitely find do. us. <laughs> I mean, what's the best? Making it our best season. Yeah. There you go. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it.